Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say, do not be afraid of their faces, for, your, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. I'm talking about your assignment. Somebody say, my assignment. my assignment. Praise be to God. You were created for a specific assignment. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. A very special purpose. I'm sure by the end of this service, you'll be walking. And very specific. Somebody say, hallelujah. Amen. And listen to this. You were created to be able to solve somebody. So you have an assignment on this earth. You did not just come by accident. I remember when I was growing up, my dad and mom never got married. You're pitying me, sorry. So she conceived me at age 16. And so, when I was given birth to, how many people have heard that word, bastard? You've heard that word? Yes. Or illegitimate? You've heard that word? Yes. So, as I grew up, that was, you know, that's what I thought I was. And I, when I grew, I grew even older, I used to curse these people. I say, why did these people bring me on earth? I never asked them. Why am I suffering? Why am I sick? Why am I, why are so many things happening to me? I never asked these two people to mess up and then I got born. Praise the Lord. And I was so bitter, you know, because that's what I thought I was to tell me that God knew me before I was conceived in my mother's womb? My goodness. So then I got to understand that I am special. Tell your neighbor for me that I am special. Tell them you are The word comes to Jeremiah. He was a young man. And Jeremiah, the Lord is telling him before... Huh? Before 
you were formed in your formed in your mother's womb god knew you hallelujah i i i hear parents you know when parents uh when they give birth to a child you know you'll hear the father saying yeah we held hands with my wife and you know we prophesied and that's when we got the name of the child yeah we both had she was called mercy yeah so those of us who are hearing think hey these people are so spiritual huh they even hear the voice of god and if you've never heard the voice of god you're like eh i need to fast 20 uh, 300 days hallelujah but the bible is telling us that before these children you see these ones here they were formed in their mother's wombs god knew them what a comforting word somebody say hallelujah praise the lord so when i learned this i looked at my father and i looked at my mother and i f- i felt pity for them i said the lord forgive you you didn't know what you were doing god had a purpose for me somebody say hallelujah god had a purpose for my life and i am walking in that purpose because god created me for a specific purpose he created me to solve people's problems praise be to god he created me to be a reward to somebody imagine that man and you know the man i'm talking about but i became a reward i became a solution i came to kenya and i saw the state in which he was and i said god can do something god can open those eyes god can help. so i became a reward to the man he's never seen me he's never known me he even did not know i was coming but god knew so i became a reward i became a solution impact church you wouldn't be here and i believe many of you have been blessed in this ministry how many of you have been blessed in this ministry so what does that mean he has solved some problems impact your life and your life has never remained the same somebody say hello i don't care whether you have titles you do not have titles some people think it's only those people with titles apostle bishop prophet i don't know what and i don't know what we even have archbishops in the pentecostal church these days we bless the lord for them hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord amen, amen. but each one of us has an assignment upon their lives somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. so that means you are not a necessary evil no you are necessary at your workplace in your home in the church on the street do you know you can be somebody's solution on the streets this person needs food and you say oh can we share what i have you have become a reward to that person and if that person prays they'll never forget you somebody say hallelujah they will always remember that and go before god and say please i don't know the name of that woman but may you bless her may you increase her may you increase her territory may you give her more money so that maybe next time she meets me i don't know what she'll give me somebody say hallelujah that is what you are in the kingdom of god and on the earth jesus said we are the salt of this world 
Hallelujah. We are the light of this world. You cannot be a Christian and you think there is nothing you can do. You can do something. You can do something in your school, the little ones here. You can do something at your workplace. You can do something with your family. There is something you can do that can impact somebody else's life. That's why God created you. That's why God called you to himself. How many people have passed on that you know that were not born again? I don't know how many obbies of mine are left. Praise the Lord. I don't know. But because God had a purpose for me, and everywhere I go, I become a reward. I become a blessing. I become a solution. Hallelujah. And I can give you testimonies through this week. You're going to hear amazing, amazing, amazing testimonies. Because that's what God has made me. And that's what God has made you. Hallelujah. Yeah. I remember Catherine Kuhlman saying, I am not special. What I have, you can also get. But there is a price. That's what makes a difference. There is a price. There is no two way to it. Somebody say hallelujah. The moment you know the purpose for which you are on this earth, and you pursue, make a distinct difference between you and some of your siblings, or you and some of your relatives, or you and some of your nationals. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he tells him, before you were born, I sanctified you. My God, my God. It means he set him apart for his own use, for his own glory. I don't know whether, I, I know uh, Mama Deborah is very different. If you enter a house, you can use all the plates and glasses. I've, been, I've lived in her house. But I know some of you here. Praise the Lord. There is a particular, what do they call it? Uh, 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 there is this, in Kenya, every sitting room has that. Is it a cupboard? Is it, what do you call it? Sideboard. Aha. Every sitting room in Kenya has a sideboard. And in that sideboard, there are glasses that will never come out until a bishop like me comes. And there are certain plates, ha <laughs> ha. Huh? They just keep them there. Why? They are set apart. But I want to advise you, married women who are here, you know, you, you, when your husband asks for water, you get those glasses, boy. Get those plates and serve the man. Amen. You can't serve your husband with the plates you give the children. That be. So those utensils are set aside for Christmas, for Easter, for when visitors like me come. Isn't that so? Because they're seemingly very special. Somebody say hallelujah. So God is telling Jeremiah that before you were born, huh, I set you apart, my God. So that means I am special. 
You are special. It does not matter what people think. It does not matter who says what about you. What matters is what has God said about you. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise be to God. He says, I sanctified. I've set you apart. To do what? He says, I I have friends in Kenya. Hey. When we met, uh, they were pastor. They continued. Now they are bishops. Me, I'm still here. I don't know. Somebody, how do I get up there? Somebody tell me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he says, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Oh, man, you didn't hear that one. Ooh. How many people have gone out of Kenya? Show of hands. You see? Three. What are the rest doing here? Huh? You, the rest of you. You only know to go to Kikuyu, you go to Muranga, come to Nyeri, then you crisscross Mombasa Road, then you feel you have traveled all over the world. He says, I have ordained you a prophet. To where? To the nations of the world. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I had the privilege to visit. I asked God for the United Arab Emirates. Oh yeah, Psalm 2.8. I said, God, give me the United Arab Emirates. And he said, you want? I said, yeah. I said, go. So I have a whole United Arab Emirates. I asked God for it and he gave me. So if you want a piece of it, you'll see me after the service. Somebody say hallelujah. And so, when I was there, you know, before Christmas, how many people heard about Expo 2020 that was in Dubai? Maybe some of you went? Did you? Oh, it's an experience of a lifetime. And so there were 192 nations that were exhibiting, including Kenya. Uganda, so many of these nations. And I had the privilege to go to 185 of those country pavilions. And you know what I was doing? Each of those countries, when I would enter their pavilion, I'd look for the flag. And I had my anointing oil. And I'd go, and I'd say, I'm coming, in Jesus' name. Go to another one, I'm coming, in Jesus' name. I have an expo passport. It's got 185 different stamps all over the nation. And I said, I'm coming. Now, I don't know whether you're thinking like me or... But I want you to think differently. I want you to think differently. Somebody say hallelujah. 185 nations. And every nation I would enter... I would say, I'm coming in Jesus' name. Yeah, and the kings and the presidents will welcome me. Oh, yes, because I'm not ordinary. You may have seen me coming, come here, my friend. I carry a God who does amazing things. Amazing, amazing. Somebody say hallelujah. So when I get my two passports, the Expo passport and my East African passport, I say these terms will translate here in the name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. 
I want to see you in three years' time, and I'll tell you. I'll come here and tell you I've covered 60 of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I have ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And I'm going to go to those nations. Why? Because I have a specific assignment. I am of use to somebody. They need me. They do. Praise the Lord. I have a solution for somebody. I'll tell you a story. Uh, when I was in the UAE, uh, we had a couple of friends. Uh, we have a fellowship. So we went to the beach just to, you know, uh, see the waters and, you know, have fellowship. So one of the sisters, she's Filipino. And as we're talking, then she tells me, you know, I noticed she talks very loudly. And I thought, ah, maybe that's her nature. But as we're talking, she said, Pastor, when I was a young girl, we used to go swimming in the river, and some water entered my ear. And so it caused an infection in my ears. And then, you know, it began to pain her. So she's treated, she's about maybe 35 now. And all this time, there are times when it would be so much and pus would come out of her ears. So she's partially deaf. That's why she, when she's talking to you, the volume is up here. And I'm like, okay. So I said, you know Jesus can heal you. And she said, yeah. I said, okay, easy. We're at the beach. So I fixed my fingers in her ear. And I say, you ear, in the name of Jesus, deaf spirit, go. And I clap. I ask her, how are you feeling? She says, oh, it's opening up a little bit. I did it one more time. I did it the third time. Guess what? The ear opened. Somebody say hallelujah. So imagine me, I'm coming from Uganda. She's Filipino. We meet in Dubai. Man, I had a solution. She needed me. So I was a reward to her. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. So there is somebody that needs you. This sister here, the day you stand in Iran or Iraq or Yemen or whatever, there will be somebody who will get healed. Why? Because you went there. Hallelujah. It's because you went there. So what happened? You became a solution. You became a reward to that person. Praise God. So God is telling Jeremiah, I've ordained you a prophet to the nations of the world. So this year I've begun with Kenya. From here I go back to Dubai. And then I want to go to Australia. I want to go to New Zealand. I want to go to Indonesia. I want to go to the Philippines. I want to go to Malaysia. Huh? How, how many people are going to escort me from here? You see? Hey, now you are, eh? I can see now you are, huh? But that is it. Praise God. Huh? He said to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. And then of course, ah, like many of you are just saying, no, this man doesn't know. He does not know. He does not know that my coming to Nairobi was the miracle of all miracles. 
So living Nairobi, uh, no, let him not talk too much. Because my coming here alone, Nairobi City, my goodness, is a miracle of the miracles, of all the miracles. Because none of my family members have gone to Nairobi. Huh? When they hear me in Nairobi, everybody's like seeing me there, walking on the clouds. Huh? <laughs> Today I was, a friend of mine was bringing me from, from uh, Kitengela. And as we're driving along, I'm like, ah, these roads, who made these roads? Huh? You know, now I'm used to my roads in the Arab world. They're like carpet. You can actually even sleep. Not even one pothole. You, you can think you're in a plane, but you're in a car. Somebody, I'm not a politician. No, no. I'm just telling you. Somebody say hallelujah. What is this? What's wrong with Africa? We can do better. Yeah. We can do better. Hmm? That desert. Hey, I was in the desert. I said, God, you have to tell me. What, who cast this African land? Who bewitched Africa? Now, I thought maybe what happens. How many people bind demons here and cast them into the wilderness? Let me see. A show of hands. Hey, you guys don't do spiritual warfare? Huh? So I began to imagine to Kifunga, to Nasema, Wendawapi? Huh? Wilderness. Sindio? Uko, uko, uko. The desert, eh? So I was thinking, I think when we send these things that way, these guys say, aha, so what have you come to do? They collect all of them. Eh? And then back to sender. <laughs> Honestly, honestly speaking, I was with a friend, he's a pastor in Nairobi here, we're in Dubai together, and he told me, Peter, my coming to this land has made me think and think and think, because there are certain things I cannot understand. That man told me, one day he was at the metro station, so he went to the gents, and then he put his laptop bag, you know, where you wash hands, they put for you a place where you can put your baggage. So he put his laptop back there. And then he had the announcement that the train was coming. So he just washed his hands quickly and whoosh, to the train and went. So after one hour is when he remembered, hey, what happened to my laptop bag? Then he remembered, ooh, I forgot it. And it's one hour now. So he change, gets out of the train, changes lines, and then he goes back. So those are how many hours now? Two hours. He reaches the metro station. I'm sure his heart was like, ah, I can't get that. Do you know what? When he entered the bathroom like this, I think the bag was saying, hello, I'm here. Can that happen in your neighborhood? Huh? Here, here, here. <laughs> ah, so I think we can do better. Listen to this. We boast of 80% and maybe slightly over of Christians in, for example, East African countries, isn't it? Now, we look at those guys as, you know, ungodly and blah, 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 blah. you know those, huh? But how come that cannot happen here. 
And there, nobody can steal anything of yours. Nobody. You leave your phone on the train, you'll find it. And God gives me such a country. Huh? I stand aside and I look at our huh? Uganda and I begin to wave like this. <laughs> See you. <laughs> See you guys. Huh? Because I've got a land of milk and honey. Where there is no thief. There is nobody who will scare you. Yes. Huh? Today I was with my friend and uh, we are driving through, you know, those roads in Nairobi. And I was telling him, ever since I came to Nairobi as a young boy of 16, those places have never changed. And the same, same character of the people I saw when I was a young boy, they are still on those streets. You know those guys who walk like this, and they are still there. Somebody say, oh God, help us. Those people. God has you to change this nation. God has you to change your neighborhood. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't expect you a Christian when your neighbor comes to you and says, oh dada, minaskia tumbo inanuma, alafo nenda kwa Google. Google search tumbo inauma mutu. Sasa dawa ninini. Then you begin searching. And you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You tell her, Dad, don't worry. Jesus is here. Jesus. You've come to the right person. Jesus is here. He said we shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Tumbo ikwapi. Shika. Tumbo. Be healed in Jesus' name. Okay. Uh-huh. You bend. Touch. 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 Do you think that woman will go back to her home? You know the story she will have. She will tell all her relatives... If they call her from the village, you say, you're, you're sick. Okay, come. Come. The other person will think they're taking her to hospital. They come. Dada, Sophia. Somebody. You have an assignment upon your life as a child of God. You can make a difference in your neighborhood. You can make a difference in your workplace. Somebody say hallelujah. The world is looking at us. And they're wondering... What special thing do these people have that we do not have? They're looking at us. We dress like them. Is there any shop here on the streets of Nairobi that is written, Kama Ojaokoka Osiingiaba? Is there any shop like that? No. We all go to Sarigen, praise God. So, what makes the difference? It is your assignment. Hey, hallelujah. Uh huh. So, like I said, Jeremiah, like many of us, said, ah, ah, oh Lord, <laughs> you've chosen a wrong number. Number one, I am so young, I'm a youth. I found a youth preaching here. Ha <laughs> ha, the guy was on fire. But we was there, you know, we can speak calmly. Lakini, hey, was there, wanaka was Eh? They have seen these things. I'll tell you a, a simple story. Many years ago, I was called to preach at a, a, a church in Busia, Kenya. Young people were preaching like bonke. Oh, oh, yeah. So there were two young people. Uh, they preached before me. And they were... And I'm like, hey, these boys can preach. Huh? They're anointing. Ooh, yeah. Sweating, you know those things. Huh? Sweating, sweating. I'm like, but me now, I have no sweat even. So, when they called me to preach after them, 
I told them, you know, the anointing, we don't just talk about the anointing. We demonstrate. And I two people, they had pain in their body. I said, come. So I asked them, what's the problem with your, what's your problem? One, I think, said my stomach, another on my back. So I prayed and they got healed instantly. I said, okay, like this. <laughs> they disappeared. I said, you yeah, know, that's good for them. They should talk what they have tried. Praise God. So I encourage young people. Amen. When you seek God, you'll find him. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the young man, Jeremiah, go to all to whom I send you. Somebody say hallelujah. And I see a lot of youth in this church. Do not say you're young. Do not say you're weak. Do not say, you know, they'll copy your actions. They'll copy the way you talk. They'll copy the way you carry yourself. Because that person inside you is very different from the spirit that is inside them. So when they say, hallelujah, praise be to God. And he says, whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. Amen. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nation. Somebody say hallelujah. I have this day set you over the nations. So when I come to Kenya, he has set me over. Yeah? I may not be a politician, but when I come to this country, there are certain things that have to bow down. Diabetes has to bow down. Ulcers have to bow down. Heart problems have to bow down. The blind eyes have to begin to get activated. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He says, I've set you above the nations. Hmm? And over the kingdoms. Somebody say hallelujah. To root out and to pull down. Do you see how much authority you have? Huh? You see how much authority you have? Huh? Praise God. You have so much authority. You can decide. If your neighbor brings a lot of kelele, you say, this one I root out. This month, finished. Yeah, yeah. I root out this one, finished. I'm not going to quarrel with them. I root them out. And you'll see what God will do. Because in that place, it is you in charge. In that, I mean, God sees you in charge. If you also see yourself like that, then you begin to command things that they happen. Praise God. I remember in, uh, I think, uh, 2019, uh, in March, the first time I went to Dubai, I went in a dry spell. It was hot. I arrived on Wednesday. Do you know what happened? On Thursday, it rained. Because I don't want heat. Huh? Desert sun to burn me? No. So I arrived on Wednesday, on Thursday. It rained. And the whole time through when I was there, it was cool. In East Africa, the meteorological departments were telling the people, please drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. They're here like this. What about you in the desert? Told them, you do not know me. There is just fresh air. I'm just feeling cool. Somebody say hallelujah. Huh? Am I helping somebody? This business, you, we, we have Christians in an area and we're just complaining. No. 
if there is something you don't want, you just do it. Uproot and tell it, don't come back here. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say hallelujah. He says to root out and to pull down. To destroy and to throw down. To build and to do what? To plant. I was told a story about there's a man called Idahosa. Whoa, Archbishop Idahosa. How many people have heard about Idahosa? He was a Nigerian preacher. You see, these are the problems we're having, Pastor Deborah. The generation we have need men like us huh? to seek God and come and demonstrate that Jesus still heals, Jesus still delivers, Jesus still saves, Jesus can get you out of your hospital bed. Because as the generations are going, some people have never so-called hyper-grace thing comes. They say, yes, this is what we want. Huh? I'm saved. Yeah, I can do any other thing. God will not do anything. He's my body. That's what they say. Huh? So some people do not know Archbishop Idahos. That man, one time he used to record that time it was cassette tapes for a radio station. So he sends the first one, one week, it wasn't played. He sends the second one, second week, the thing wasn't played in the radio station. The third week he sends another message, it wasn't played. So he says, hey, what has happened? Let me go and check this radio station. So he goes to the radio station and finds a, a lady in control of, you know, programs and this and this and this. And he says, madam, for three weeks now, I've been sending my messages, but they're not played on your radio station. And the lady's like, now nah, you know them when they're, they're in those big offices. No, 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 no. You know, that co such content, we don't air it in our radio station. He said, okay, I have fired you. <laughs> and he walked out. After three days, the woman was fired. Hmm. 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 <laughs> ah, so what had he done? He had, huh? He had uprooted. He had uprooted. Man, we have so much power. Hmm? But we don't use it. We have so much power. I remember there's another one called Archbishop Duncan Williams. So one of his spiritual sons calls him and says, Papa, my boss, my boss, I do everything. Is, he does not appreciate anything. I even won't feel like resigning from this job. So the Archbishop told him, don't worry. Give me three days. Am, am I scaring somebody? No. Huh? Huh? After three days, the young man calls his spiritual father. He has died. And I am the one taking over his place, according to the company. <laughs> but whoever tries is in big trouble. That is the authority upon your life. Praise God. Amen. That is the authority upon your life. So don't allow people just to play around with you. Huh? 
do not. Or woman who prays. Mia, even me, I fear them. When I find your sister on your knees, even this young girl on her knees praying. Ah! Because you are here. Ah, ule dada, ule dada pia. Ule dada, ule. The dada is going to God saying, God, you hear them. God, hey, let don't be a victim. Please. Amen. Don't be a victim. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I think it is good for you to hear. In 1993, I went to Malawi. So my host takes me to places to preach. And then this particular time, I don't know what really disappointed him. Because we went to a church like we've come here. And then I preached and God healed people, God blessed people. So before the end of the service, this pastor stood up. One of our brothers in the congregation borrowed money from his workplace to buy our keyboard. Of course, it wasn't a good thing. I don't encourage anybody to do that. Amen. And so now, he has to pay the money. So I asked these people, what is the pastor saying? The pastor saying, oh, I said, okay. I said, pastor, can I please talk? He said, oh, come, come. So I stood up and said, you people, when I come to this church, now like today, I'm a member of Impact Church. Okay. That's what happens. Every church I go to, I become a member. <laughs> anyway, so I told them, I'm now a member of this church. And this thing also concerns me. So what we're going to do, we're going to raise money so that our brother can be set free. Praise God. And my friend, you know the time I went to Malawi, one dollar was equivalent to seven kwacha. That was how powerful that currency was. And we, uh, the keyboard cost, I think, 1,000 something kwacha. And we raised that money. It was a miracle. It was like me coming here and we raised 50 million. Huh? You know 50 million Kenya shillings? Hey. So, they raised the money and they gave the brother and we all glorified God. But I didn't know that that angered my friend. He thought when much to give because I'm the preacher, I'm the anointed one. Somebody say, eh. So we go back to where we're living. I didn't know my friend was so annoyed. So in the evening, he calls our hosts and he tells them, uh, actually he was coming from another town. Imagine like coming from uh, maybe Mombasa or Busia. And we're in, uh, we're in Lilongwe. So he says, this man came tomorrow. I'm going away. And I'm leaving him here. I am thousands of miles away from home. There is no telephone. Those days. And we shared the same bedroom. Can you imagine? But I remember I told him one word. I told him, my brother... The God who brought me here will take me back home. And that's how we parted in the morning. <laughs> he didn't even say bye-bye. He got up and left. So I'm in Lilongwe alone. I have hosts that I've never known. I had to believe God. 
And God, as faithful as he is, after three days, the money miraculously appeared. And I came back. Now listen. I come back to Uganda, and then after I think two months, those, the host sends me a letter. And he said, we, we beg you, please, please forgive this man and pray for this man because he's about to die. So I said, this man, I forgave him a long time ago. I actually wrote them a letter. I said, I forgot that man a long time ago. It didn't take long. The man died. Am I scaring anybody? Hallelujah. It was not my problem. May I forgive him. But what he did is God. That is the authority that we have. That's why you can stand before somebody who has cancer that has come to kill them. And you tell the cancer, this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Ah, Mama Deborah, what time do we stop in this church? Hey. Huh? By the way, I've not even started the message. Can we continue? Yes. Amen. No, I'm just joking. We're about to wind up. Praise the Lord. So, he says to build and to plant. That's the authority upon our lives that God has given us. He has chosen you. He has called you for his purpose. You are not just a nobody. You are so special. You have a special assignment upon your life. There is something you can do for the kingdom of God. You can be a solution to somebody's problem. Hallelujah. You are not just there for nothing. Praise the Lord. We are going to read one scripture. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. Please. Want to read this one? And then we want to pray. And want to pray. If you are here and you have pain in your body, we are going to pray. Don't worry. Fast, Peter. Oh, is it First Peter or Second Peter? Second Peter. Sorry. Okay. Are we there? Second Peter, sir. I want everybody to read this scripture. Uh huh. So what does it say? Let's all read. Uh huh. Uh huh. To do what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You will never somebody say hallelujah. Because number one, you know why you are on this earth. You know the assignment upon your life. You know you're representing heaven. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. You're representing heaven. What Jesus should have done here, it is now you. He looks to you. Praise God. So we have so many Jesuses around here. Because Jesus said, told his disciples, the things you see me do, you too will do. And even of things. Some of them, if I tell you, you'll not come tomorrow. But I want you to come tomorrow and you'll listen. Somebody say hallelujah. I'll just tell you one testimony. I wrote two books on divine healing. So one day, there was a sister who had a flow of blood for three months. And so one of her friends got that book and took to her. Read those testimonies. When she finished, she put the book down. And she raised her hands and says, 
the God of Peter Obo, heal me. And guess what happened? The flow of blood. So God knows me. Hey, eh? <laughs> stand on your feet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came? We'll continue tomorrow until Friday. Do not miss. If you have a friend, it does not matter. I've seen amazing, amazing, amazing miracles. And so, okay, now clap to Jesus. Pastor hey. Andrew, these people love you. I was talking to people who are like orphans, but, but praise the Lord. I love you, my brother. Amen. Friday. So right now, if you feel pain in your body, you have a doctor's report. I don't care what it is. I would want to pray with you. Is there anybody? You have pain in your body? You have a doctor's report? The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, Third Floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.